You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, it's Thursday. See what that means. It's party time, baby. With Roy White, I am Ari Tepkin on Twitter at RW3. I am on Twitter at Ari Sports. This is broadcast the boys right here on the Blogging the Boys Network. If you have not yet already, I'm sure you have, but just make sure make sure to hit that subscribe button and of course give the podcast a rating because it helps other people find the podcast as well. Roy, good good day, good, good day, sir. You know what that means, right? The final countdown is here. Uh, we are into the penultimate show of the countdown to Jack Day. Had a little bit of a hiatus last week. We are joined by our friends of the uh, Girls Talking Boys podcast for Monday here on the blog. And um, I am thankful to say I had not thought about the deadline until a couple days ago when a shockwave contract hit the the wire hit the twitter sphere and it sent everybody into an absolute tailspin about what might be next for Dak Prescott I got like 15 texts from different people like Dak it's like wait did he sign like I thought because I wasn't on twitter at the time the news breaking that Dak had signed <laughs> and then I looked I was like no no, no it's Patrick people are reacting to Patrick Mahomes signing by talking about Dak. <laughs> and I understand it, right? Because for the longest time, many, many people had been citing the Patrick Mahomes contract as one that would potentially be somewhat of a bar for Dak Prescott. Now, let's be very clear. We are not talking about a bar that Dak Prescott is going to attain. Right. The Patrick Mahomes bar is a bar that should be set for the rest of the NFL potentially for the next decade. Right. We may have just gotten a salary cap on the quarterback position because of the deal that Patrick Mahomes got for the next 10 years. That's how effective of a, of a deal that may be for the Kansas City Chiefs. But as far as Dak Prescott goes, while he is not going to reach that bar, the bar now between where Patrick has raised it to and where it previously was, has a significant amount of room for him to maneuver in. Did the Mahomes deal in your mind change anything for the Dak deal? Initially, I thought that it would do more. When I initially saw that it was a 10-year extension a 12-year deal worth $500 million, or I guess 12 years for $450 million with incentives going forward. Um, I did think it probably would affect Dak's deal a little bit more so. 
then you read the terms and you realize, well, Patrick was still under contract for the next two years. So he's really only counting $29 million or $30 million total the next two years against the salary cap. But the 10 years beyond that, the 10 years beyond his rookie deal, average out to about $42 million a year. So do I think it did as much to the DAC contract as I did originally? No. But it did raise the bar, again, beyond the rookie deal, to $42 million a year in my mind. And so now Dak has probably another million or two to work with from a leverage standpoint. And quite frankly, as I believe this to be true and has been reported recently, that the Cowboys have frantically tried to get a deal done. And it's Dak's side that keeps giving them the stiff arm and saying, we don't want to talk contracts. We're willing to play out the year and bet on ourselves. I think Dak Prescott will be more than willing to do that, thinking he can have a career year in 2020 and maybe raise the bar for himself again, closer to what Patrick Mahomes got. What is that? $40 million a year? Well, to me, it's the, it's $42 million, right? Because he got a 12 year extension for $450 million. He can earn up to $500 million. Okay. Uh, take the $30 million out for the next two seasons, because again, that's on the end of his rookie deal. He's $5 million cap hit this season. He's a $25 million cap hit next season. All right. So you got $420 million remaining over the final 10 years. Essentially to me, $42 million a year. Although you could say it's a year to year contract after 2024 because all of his roster bonuses are only guaranteed in the year before, right? So for 2026, he'll get his roster bonus on the third league day of 2024. I'm sorry. I was told there'd be no math. I know it's complicated and it's much easier if you just go read about it on over the cap. Uh, they do a great job of putting all the information together if you're a big numbers person. But just know, I mean, yes, you could say it's a year-to-year deal for Patrick Mahomes, and you could say it only includes $140 million of guarantees. But I don't think you're realistically saying that as long as the kid stays healthy at the ripe old age of only 24. In fact – I think it's more likely that at some point in this contract, Patrick himself will say, I'm going to hold out and I want a bigger deal than this. Because again, $42 million 10 years from now for an NFL quarterback seems like an absurd number. We think the number could be 50% higher than that right. by that time. Sorry. One more week for D-Day. D-D-D-Day? Deck Decision Day? Triple D-Day. So, when we last spoke about this, I suppose, um, 
we were both sort of in the situation of not exactly thinking that a deal was going to get done by the deadline. Are you still there? Or are you some, are you, do you think that there is the potential for this thing to get done? Um, I am still there. I still feel that Dak and his representation are willing to bet on themselves. And I still feel the Cowboys aren't really willing to budge off of, you know, the parameters that they have wanted to. Now, in the event that in the last minute, as Jerry Jones loves to say, deadlines make deals. Well, if in the last minute, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys decide, all right, we've played hardball as long as we could. He never bit on any of the samplings that we offered him. So let's just take what he and his agent wants. Then a deal could get done. I believe a deal could get done if it is done on Dak Prescott's terms. But up to this point, the Cowboys have given no indication that they're willing to meet those terms, even though they say they're frantically working to try to get a deal done. Yes, they are. They keep calling, but their offer doesn't change. I'm trying to figure out what the Cowboys are doing. And you know, I think like ultimately what you try to do is you try to give an organization the benefit of the doubt. You know, you try to like, cause I, you want to believe the organization is smarter than you. Well, depending right? on the organization, but I think given the Cowboys recent history, they should be given a little bit of leeway in that regard. You they think? made a lot of shrewd moves in the front office. But I, I think of their recent moves of their biggest players with Zeke and Demarcus Lawrence. And I mean, were those shrewd? Those were those well, those like they didn't they lost time with with those guys like that's all that they did you know they had guys to hold out threaten to hold out get upset I mean I'm trying to remember Lawrence man he I hate to say it camp, I, didn't he? I feel like with every single one of those deals though like the Cowboys had no choice they had but, no choice if they wanted to keep Demarcus they had no choice this is what it took if they wanted to keep Zeke they had no choice well. With Zeke, they didn't necessarily have to do that. They could have played hardball with him. Right, and, and, th- uh, and that was like what I thought they were doing with Zeke. And yet, like with both of those deals, when, they, when they're signed, it's like what, did, what was the point of the holdout? Like what did they gain in doing it? And that's, like, that's where I'm at with this DAC deal. Because I th- you're right. Like on the whole, the organization for the Cowboys, they've done a really good job. They've done a good job in drafting and developing players. They've, done, they've made some good moves you know, long-term moves for players, but like DeMarcus Lord, Zeke Elliott, and now Dak Prescott, it's like you get, you get to the finish line with those two guys. You're not there quite with Dak. And you're wondering what'd you gain by, by these, these long drawn negotiations other than losing time with those guys in camp, because you didn't, even with Zeke, it was like, you don't have to pay him. We thought that you had to pay DeMarcus Lawrence. You should have. They'd have to pay Dad and Zeke, and they did. And it's like I don't know. I, I just I don't know that I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt when it comes to this because it's they they've now had two negotiation periods where it's like what what if what did you end up winning out of this? Hmm. Well, I guess uh, there's two parts of that. Then I would give them the benefit of the doubt to get a deal done, come hell or high water. When push comes to shove, the deals that they want to get done get done. So that's where I would say I would give them the credibility of having gotten it done in the past to, I guess the specific point that I said earlier that they were all shrewd. I should amend that a little bit. Um, 
my shrewd description was more in their ability to actually get the player to sign on the dotted line by the deadline as opposed to your point, which is what did the Cowboys organization gain from a a financial standpoint to benefit themselves into future years by signing these players? When it comes to Demarcus Lawrence or Ezekiel Elliott or even Amari Cooper, I don't know if I have a great answer to those. (laughs) You know, at least with Amari, the potential out is there that within two years, Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb could potentially be your one-two and you could be out of the Amari deal without owing him much more. But with the the Amari one's more concerning because obviously the first out isn't until 2022. With with Amari – they got that deal done in a timely fashion. I just, the other ones, it's like, what'd you gain? You lost time at training camp with Zeke. And then the whole situation of the season starting last year without, you know, with Zeke's out of shape and not looking great. I mean, it, it's like, you just lost time. That's all you did. You, you didn't gain anything in negotiations. You just lost time. And that's perhaps going to be the same with Dak. And I guess the, the fear is like Dak is going to go and, play in 2020 and and what happens if we're going to like what happens if you don't win a super bowl but you have a good season and and you verified again that you have a really good quarterback but the salary cap doesn't go up or what happens if you have no season and the salary cap stays static like well then the cowboys probably could benefit from that and i i would imagine that's another factor that's weighing on their minds is what does happen to the salary just this week it was floated by the NFL, the idea of holding 35% of player salaries in escrow in the event that the salary cap did decline in 2021. So I don't know how much of that is posturing by the NFL to cover their own you know, financial aces or whether or not that is realistic terms. But Jerry and the Cowboys certainly know whether that is realistic or not. And if they know – and believe it to be realistic, then for the Cowboys, there is probably something to gain for just not signing a deal. Because if the salary cap goes down, don't they at least have somewhat of a case to make to say, Dak, look, we can't pay you X because it's now a much higher percentage of the cap. Not saying Dak and his company would buy that argument, And I think it would probably lead to a second year of a franchise tag, which the Cowboys have kind of already admitted they're comfortable with. But I could understand the Cowboys thinking from that standpoint. The thing that's so interesting to me, though, is it's like, it's kind of like peeing on my leg and telling me it's raining if I'm Dak, because the cap may go down or stay static into 2021, (laughs) but that baby's going up big time because they're going to eventually play football again and have full seasons. And they're, those games will be on television. And after 2021, the, their TV rights are up. So they're going to go to market. And the, so and we've like, talked about that. The right. And that's still bidders, inevitable. <laughs> the potential bidders for that. Okay. Jeff Bezos, his value as an individual has gone up 50 some odd percent since this all started. Yeah, just uh, this, infinity. This co- That's his COVID nineteen situation. His net so worth is infinity. What do you think the prospects are of Amazon, say, making a bid as a part of their Amazon Prime package 
to be able to also watch football. I, look, I, I Apple, Amazon. You're absolutely right. The money's going to go through the roof. And that's from Dak's point of view. Like I, I 100% think the Cowboys are going to cry poor next year. And I think Dak's going to say, okay, we're going to play on TV in 2022, right? In 2023, in 2024, like we're going to play on TV, right? So even, and here's the thing, like Apple and Netflix and Amazon, and they can set the market, right? Like they could set the market. I don't know if they will this go around. I 100% believe they will perhaps the next go around, but even if they don't, the NFL got like $10 billion in TV money over 10 years from their TV partners. They're going to get more. <laughs> like they, yeah. they, 20 billion perhaps. And that's from TV partners. That's even if Amazon and, and Apple don't even get in. So it, it's, it'll be very interesting to see how this thing plays out. I'm with you. I don't, I don't think that a deal gets done and, you know, I hope we have football and I hope, I hope Dak takes him to the bank and has the season that we expect him to have. So on that front, Roy, a couple of questions I want to throw at you. One is who do you think is the Cowboys most important weapon? Or most dangerous weapon? Ooh, well, I mean, I guess the two things I think are different. The most important yeah, weapon totally. is the one you're going to rely on the most, uh, who you expect to have probably the largest target share in your offense. And that, I guess, would lead me to say Amari Cooper. But if you ask me who is the most dangerous weapon, who provides the toughest mismatch for an opponent, I feel like I could go all over the offense and have a conversation about each individual and, and make the case. And that goes to backups even at potential positions on the offense because even though I believe Amari Cooper is the most important offensive – well, um, again, you said weapon. So I'm just looking at skill position players. I don't right. believe he's the most important offensive piece – outside of the quarterback because they're so deep at wide receiver. If Amari Cooper goes down, I do believe Michael Gallup and CD lamb could fill that role admirably. Uh, but as far as weapons go, he's the most experienced. He has the most, uh, you know, he, he has the most credibility with Dak Prescott. He has the most work with Dak Prescott amongst the guys available. So, and he has the most success with Dak Prescott. So I guess I would say he is the most important weapon on the Cowboys offense. Who would be your most important? Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, it's hard for me to disagree. Um, you know, as much excitement as there is around C.D. Lamb, I mean, I, I expect Amari Cooper to have the bulk of the catches and targets, as he should. Um, so, yeah, I, I think most important would be Amari because, you know, the idea of having a legit number one that, that helps to create opportunities for everybody else. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's, that's there. And, and look, I, I also think, like, look down the stretch of the se- – that, that final stretch of the season. I mean, they – when Amari Cooper was not there or was hurt or was off the field, like, they were just not good at all. And I mean, it, part of that was probably Dak's injury, what he was dealing with. But I just, he makes the whole thing go. But in terms of dangerous weapon, who's the most, who's the most dangerous weapon on offense? Or most, yeah, the Cowboys' most dangerous weapon. And for that, I would almost name every other player but Amari. Because Amari is going to get the number one cornerback and the number one attention from defensive coordinators within the game plan, I think from week to week. So what that will provide is an opportunity for CD lamb. And even for a guy like Tony Pollard to have an opportunity at incredible mismatches. I mean, you line up Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup and CD lamb on one side. And then you put Tony Pollard out on on an Island on the other. And you've basically got to be defending that with nothing but cornerbacks. And if you're doing that, then I might feel comfortable just handing the ball to Zeke and letting him work a little bit in that type of space until you do something different. And then I have the opportunity to get the ball to Pollard and get it into his hands in the open field against who I assume is your fourth best cover guy available on the field. Uh, I think CeeDee Lamb has a great case to be made, but I think because of his draft pedigree and profile, when he's on the field, he'll probably get a little bit more attention than the average rookie wide receiver, even knowing that Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup is there. So in terms of most dangerous weapons, I think I would rank them Tony Pollard, again, just from a per play basis, Tony Pollard, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and then Zeke, who will be very dangerous, obviously, but I don't think as much on a per-play basis. Yeah, I, I kind of think it's Gallup because I, I think you, you made up the point about Lamb and, and Amari getting a lot of attention, and like here's a guy that had 1,100 yards receiving last year and nobody's talking and about. <laughs> still no one is talking about him. Right, like right. He is an afterthought, even – amongst some Cowboys fans, quite honestly, who rightfully so are very excited about C.D. Lamb. But, hey, you know, don't forget about the guy who was one of the greatest college wide receivers ever at Colorado State. You know, C.D. Lamb's getting all this praise for what he did in college with the quarterbacks he did it with. Granted, you know, uh, playing against a little bit better competition than what Michael Gallup was at Colorado State. But let's not pretend the Big 12 is some defensive juggernaut of college football. Speaking of Michael Gallup, did you you check out what he was saying on social media? No. Did you see that? You didn't catch no, that? No, I didn't. So um, on July 5th, he posted an Instagram story with the eyeball emojis, and it was three, three 
uh, three three pairs of eyeballs emojis. Okay. Which is significant. Three. There's significance there. Then he took to Twitter and he said, that's crazy on July 5th at 1.22 in the morning with a frowny face emoji. <sighs> what was the Instagram? He, the Instagram story was just three pairs of eyeballs. Yes. Eyeball emojis. He's looking at something. And then that's crazy. Frowny face. That's crazy. Totally. Frowny face. <sighs> what are you reading into that? I, mean, I, I think it's clear. I think it's clear as day. You got the COVID? I was thinking that Jamal Adams trade is coming. Um, that's what I thought he was reacting to. Don't, oh. you, don't, you didn't think that? You didn't read it that well, way? I didn't read it that way only because I haven't heard anything on the Jamal Adams front that seems to suggest there's been any progression. Do you have news on that front to share with me? If I were a professional athlete, I would F with people all the time on social media. I would just do like coded tweets all the time. Because it's funny that you can get people to react. Like if you look at the mentions on the that's crazy frowny face emoji, there's like elaborate. There's – I see two reasons for this. The Jets, the Jets of the boys traded so we get Jamal Adams. It's like yeah. what? So this guy <laughs> probably opened up his fridge and thought he saw a bucket of vanilla ice cream, put the eyeball emojis, and then he opened it up and realized there was nothing left. That his girlfriend left an empty bucket in in the freezer, and he wrote, "That's crazy, sad face," and that's all that was. That's all that happened in Michael Gallup's life. Like hundreds of people are basically like, "You got traded to the Jets. You got traded to the Jets. <laughs> Tell me this is not happening." Okay, okay. Now I'm now I'm starting to see the reference here because, of course, as I think someone opined, a reasonable trade from the Cowboys' perspective, might look like Michael Gallup and a third-rounder for Jamal Adams, correct? Right, right. Yes. Okay. yes. All right, now I'm putting all the pieces together and determining why that might have had something to do with Jamal Adams. Um, it's just, but again, it's I funny. think it's just as likely it had to do with the vanilla carton of ice cream that it's happened one, to be empty. 100% that. I mean, this is a Rorschach test. You know, like that's what these – you know, ambiguous social media posts by at my professional athletes are. It's like now, Rorschach what, is what, by the way? It's like a old psychological inkblot test. You know, oh, the inkblot like, test. Okay, yes. inkblot. I'm familiar. Yeah. So it's it, you know basically like show you a bunch of inkblots and like what do you think and like that's supposed to say something about your personality, how you how you perceive it, and that's that's exactly what this is. Like, what do you want to hear? Do you, what do you want? Do you want to hear that he's traded? Do you not want like that's whatever you want to hear, whatever you think you're going to hear. That's 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 what he's saying, and that's like I remember Earl Thomas did a lot of this before, like right around the trade deadline when the Cowboys were interested. There was like, like a lot of coded texts that. Were oh, Earl Thomas very tests. coded. He had a very he had a coded text I think that he sent in the form of a finger uh, towards the sidelines at, at one point I think after he was <laughs> yeah, being yeah, up. That, very very coded. It was difficult to discern. What exactly he was like trying a, to say to Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks sideline? He had like an Instagram post where he was like holding up a, a boombox and walking away. It was like, I mean, it's just total like just messing with people, just just to see like what's your perception of it. And uh, I just I found the reaction, the tizzy to Gallup's tweets, to be really uh, amusing because it's like it's probably what you said. It's probably nothing. It's probably it might have been a reference to a movie he saw. It might have been a reference to something he was watching. It was 
1.20 in the morning on July 5th. So he was out having fun on July 4th. Like that's all that that was. And everybody reacted like he got traded. And, uh, and again, I, it could be something. It could be. But it's already been like four days now, so I doubt it's anything. No follow-up? No follow-up. Mm. Silence. I wonder if he's okay. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Should we check on him? I, I don't have any way to do that. I'll, I'll reach out to him on social media. Indeed. Yeah, we should all we should all tweet. I hope you're okay at Michael Thirteen Gallup. Yeah. Everybody, just reach out. Just send a tweet. Good, Good memory off the top of your head there. Yeah, I was not looking at it a screen. Definitely not. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> Definitely not looking at a screen right in front of my face. So yeah, everybody just do your part for the broadcast, the boys community. Um, just tweet Michael Gallup. Are you okay? Hashtag checking on you or I don't know. You're, you're more creative, Roy. You can come up with some, something better on the spot right now. Well, just, you on the spot. Then include the eyeball emojis. Are you Ooh, okay? Are you okay? Eyeball emojis, maybe hashtag Roy. And then sad face. Yes. See, this is why I put, I put you in charge of this stuff. And see what he makes of it. All right, so this time next week, we will know, as if we don't already know, the fate of Dak Prescott. And, Roy, you tweeted a couple of days ago, do the Cowboys wish they signed Dak to a 38 to $40 million a year deal now? And you got a response from somebody um, who will remain nameless, but he does have Texas Tech in his Twitter handle. And he said, nope, Pat has earned it, talking about Mahomes and deserves to make that much. Dak has the best of the best and didn't accomplish near as much. Dak is a 17 to $25 million per year caliber quarterback. Mm. Well, first of all, I want to say, I don't, it was 50, 50 in terms of responses as to whether or not the Cowboys had any guilt about having not signed Dak Prescott up already to a contract worth between 38 and $40 million a year. And in fairness, I tweeted that only immediately after the Patrick Mahomes contract was announced and not the specific details of it that revealed kind of how the money is actually going to work. And it turns out, you know, he will make significantly less than $50 million a year based on the deal. But I'm going to make a special announcement right here on broadcast. I love this. uh, And an opportunity to tune into next week's show. Okay. To hear something very special. If Dak Prescott signs a contract worth anything close to 17 to $25 million per year, I will eat one of my own testicles on this program (laughs) at this time next week, right before D day. Okay. You choose, but $25 $25 million a year for Dak Prescott. That's the cap that you believe he's worth. You, sir, have made us all dumber by sharing what was in your head. Yeah, it just 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 for S's and giggles, um, Teddy Bridgewater will make $21 million next year. Taysom Hill will make $10 million next year. So that, that's the drop-off, basically. Like, the range that he just put Dak in, is between Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater, basically. So, it, I mean, clearly they're in the same category. Yeah, just throw that one out. 
and don't stress out too much about it because my blood's starting to boil just thinking that it needed a response. <laughs> this is broadcast. The boys tweet us whether it's amazing and profound or utterly stupid. I still RA want Sports. you to tweet me. Yeah, I yes. still want you to interact with us. Do at appreciate R- it, sir, but you're a moron. <laughs> at RE Sports. <laughs> you have no feel. I'm glad you're not an agent. You have no feel for the quarterback market. At RW3 on Twitter, of course, follow us on YouTube as well. You can check out the great content we're both making on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash RW3. I am on Twitter or uh, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash RE Sports. But for now, Roy, leave the people with something. Catch you later, Holmes. My Holmes. <laughs> <laughs>